0: Y'all, welcome to another episode of Gather at the Table. Today, we're going to have some conversations at the table with my friend Tammy. So, put you on some comfy clothes, grab a ooey gooey cinnamon roll and a cup of Joe, and let's dig in. Another great thing about gathering around the table is not only the food we share, but the conversations we have. Y'all, I was nosy even growing up and would listen to the conversations being had at the table. Even today, bless my little pumpkin pie's heart, he puts up with me when I get captivated by another conversation going on at another table. Technically, you could call it eavesdropping. But how about we just say, creative listening. Yep, that sounds good. Bless my buttons. Now y'all don't even sit out there listening like y'all have never done some creative listening of your own, but I digress. Think back on some of the conversations you've had at the table. Maybe there was some of your family's history shared, passed down to another generation. Maybe the table was where you announced your engagement, your new job, or having a baby. Maybe at the table there were some not so good times, or Maybe there were times of reconciliation. So much can happen at the table. And honestly, I think we need to get back to having more of those times at the table where we eat, share, laugh, cry, talk, do some creative listening, and just enjoy being together. Some of those times may be with family, but it also may be as simple as a cup of coffee with a friend. So today on the podcast, I am joined by my good friend and godly woman, Tammy. Welcome, Tammy. I am so glad you joined me today. Well, thank you for asking me. I'm really excited. Yee! All right. So, Tammy, why don't we start off with you telling us as little or as much as you would like about yourself. Take it away, Tammy. Okay. I am the wife
1: of a retired minister. He's awesome. He is awesome. We met in high school Aww. and uh, we uh, were best friends. Did not even date until we just got engaged. I mean, we realized Aww. in college we were more than friends and yeah. got engaged. Uh, we've been married, well, in May 1st, it'll be 47 years. Oh, wow.
0: Congratulations. We, thank
1: you. We have uh, three sons and nine grandchildren, awesome daughters-in-law. I am a retired High school English speech and drama teacher.
0: Thank you very and much My Research.
1: My passion is teaching British literature. Oh, I wow. love teaching British literature, which may be where I get my love of tea. I did that for 20 years, and uh, I was a homemaker. See, we are from Illinois originally. We moved to Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, for my husband go to seminary. Took our first church in Little Falls, Minnesota. Then we came down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. From there, we went to Sublet, Kansas. And that's where my husband retired. We were there 17 years.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And uh, we retired here in the Oklahoma City area. to be near family. Our children went to SNU. um, So they basically settled here. Mm -hmm. And so we retired here and uh, we really love it here. I taught two more years after we got here and then retired from Putnam City West High School. I grew up in a wonderful family, wonderful, wonderful godly parents. just, I had a wonderful, I've had a wonderful life. So that's, that's me.
0: Oh, well, I am so glad that this is where God led you because over the course of getting to know you and eating your wonderful cinnamon rolls and, you know, just talking and having just wonderful conversations with you and Bill, you're so knowledgeable. I mean, and I know you're someone that I look up to you and I'm not going to cry. The tears are a well in oh, <laughs> But but um, you are. I just think the world of you and I'm so glad that you're here to talk with me today oh, and that I'm... you agreed to do this. Yes. Thank you. Um, so one of the things I kinda wanted to ask you is how did you learn to cook? Well, my mother was an amazing cook. Home style,
1: down home, country cook. Nothing too fancy, but always super delicious. I learned a lot from her. Then I married when I married my husband, his mother was Puerto Rican. Now she was a career woman and did not consider herself much of a cook. But there were things that she did very well. I learned to make lasagna from my Puerto Rican mother in law. <laughs> and uh I could never cook rice as good as her. Her rice was amazing. So my whole family cooks. My brothers cook. Cooking is just part of our family. I have a nephew who's a professional chef, an amazing cook. His father, who is just older than me, my brother Stephen, is a wonderful cook. We just just grew up cooking Mm -hmm. and eating around the kitchen table and having conversations and learning how to be human beings uh, and good people. I had wonderful, wonderful parents. So I would say those were major influences, but also I had to learn by doing, too. Mm-hmm. There are just things that my mom didn't teach me to do. Mm-hmm. There's a funny story of the first time I tried to make pie dough. Would you like to share that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I will share parts of it. Okay. <laughs> we we were newlyweds and I his dad loved pie, and as I said, his mother was not a baker. Uh, she was a career woman, brilliant, brilliant, beautiful woman. But she did, cooking was not
0: not her thing. Not
1: her thing, and she just didn't bake if it didn't come out of a box or a can, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to win my father-in-law over, and I knew he liked pie. So we were going over there for dinner, and I thought, well, I'll take a pie uh, over there. And so I got up my mom's pie recipe uh-huh. and made terrible mistakes with it, and ended up. <laughs> Ended up balling the pie dough up and throwing it across the kitchen. Bill had never seen such a a display of temper on my part. And he was just home from work and he's standing there in the kitchen door and he goes, I'm gonna go take a nap. (laughs) It's like the dough just flew. I'm
0: out. He's how girls
1: got. So I had to learn by doing, and I got advice from my mother, right. from my aunt Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my, her sister was a wonderful cook. And she's the one that told me that when you make pie dough, you don't want to touch it with your hands.
0: Because it gets,
1: it breaks the fat it, down. Oh, you just got to keep it cold. Yes, it's got, everything's got to oh. be cold so you don't want to break the fat down. Okay. And so here I was kneading it. And,
0: you know, kneading I, it real good yeah, and you know, it's just melted mixing, away. Mixing that
1: all up and I, it just kept falling apart. Well, of course, because it got hot. I've learned by doing. I had great cookbooks given to me and I, I love to experiment. You know, I've watched my mother-in-law make lasagna and I have then taken it, taking it completely and, you know, added to it and, right. you know, and made it my own. Uh, so I'm a big believer in learning by doing. So I gotta yeah. ask, mm-hmm.
0: what did you take for your father-in-law that night? If you, if I did. I end
1: up taking a pie. You I did. started over and I okay. made a pie, and I don't remember the kind of pie I made. Uh, and uh, he ate it, and then he let me know that I really prefer a fruit pie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so, like so for the pie. Anyways, so
1: I, I, I know there was one time I took a lemon pie over, but my mother-in-law was so encouraged. Oh. And with that Spanish accent, which I cannot imitate, but she always called me Tommy. And she was always telling me how good it was. And, oh, well, I get, this is so nice of you. And, and one time she finally said, Tammy, we love you. It, you Aww. don't have to bring a pie every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now what's the first thing you remember ever making? Oh, my.
1: You know, I know there was a time when I was in fourth grade and my mother was in the hospital. And my memory is me standing on a chair trying to mash potatoes. Oh, wow. You know, I know they weren't, <laughs> I hadn't cooked them enough. And, you know, I, I just wanted to be helpful. It was upsetting. My yeah. mother was gone. Oh, right. they, they discovered pernicious anemia. Mm. So that was, it was really a serious thing. And as much as they tried to not have us kids scared, we were a little scared. And yeah. it was, So I just remember mashing potatoes. That's all I remember. Honestly, I don't know. And I remember then in high school trying to impress a boy who invited me on a picnic and uh, frying
0: chicken. So what are some memorable meals and what makes it so special? Well, honestly, it was our first Christmas after retiring here
1: to the OKC area. We had been 17 years in Kansas, far away from our children and grandchildren. And we hadn't been able to have everybody together Aww. for Christmas. And, and we don't believe in being selfish with holidays. So we alternate because we know our daughters and all want to be with their families. Right. You know? So every other year, it's either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Well, it just happened that our first Christmas here was our year Aww. to have Christmas. And uh, we were talking, not just the girls, because my boys, they want to talk about food too. <laughs> they said, let's just not do let's not do turkey and dressing. Let's not do that. We did that for Thanksgiving. Let's just not do that. So I said, well, you want to do a brisket? And then Adam said, no, we're not going to do a brisket. (laughs) So I said, okay. And then it hit me that since I, you know, I've been on the Weight Watcher journey since 2007, and I had not ever fried chicken for my grandchildren and I have nine grandchildren and they had never had my fried chicken so I said would you like fried chicken yes and they all went yes (laughs) Yes. exactly so that I think that was it I I fried the chicken did the mashed potatoes and the gravy and baked the pies And then uh, the other girls, my daughter's-in-law, brought things. My daughter-in-law, Rachel, makes incredible desserts. And she has to bring something that is not a pie because of her husband. And her children don't particularly care for pie either. So therefore, she brought her incredible... Uh, Chocolate chip cookie bars. And then Caitlin, Adam's wife, brought... Oh, I think she might have brought her deviled eggs. I can't remember. But it was so memorable because Mm -hmm. there we were in a house that we owned for the first time in 30 years. Because we'd been in the ministry for 30 years. And lived in parsonages. In our house, around our table. With our whole family. And it was very, very special. All those years that we were so far from them. There we were reconnecting with our children and our grandchildren and that was just very very memorable to me and then I remember a meal because we were so far away if it was it was the off year on Thanksgiving Bill and I decided to go to Wichita and go to the Hyatt for their Thanksgiving meal and it was was it fabulous incredible wild boar (laughs) Uh, you know, I mean, oh, it wow. a pheasant, uh, <gasps> quail. I mean, it was everything. I did not need the turkey. Yeah. And yeah. I will say this, my pie's better. <laughs> but it was really wonderful. Yeah. For him and for me, it was a very special time. Yeah. We learned that we could survive just the two of us. Right, And we had conversation over the table. Yes. And of course, as we're waiting for to be seated, mm-hmm. we strike up a conversation was, with a couple of ladies yeah. there and found out that one of them was not only a retired te- English teacher, but a retired principal. Oh, wow. So it was wonderful. We we struck up this conversation and talked to them while we we're waiting to go to our our yeah. table for two. So that was a special meal that I didn't have to cook or clean up.
0: Right. So what are some traditions that you had growing up and then you know, after you got married, what did you and Bill kind of do, and then what have you passed down, or that you you want to pass down to your children and grandchildren?
1: Well, my mother always made rolls, dinner rolls, and um, my mother mother's pies were just wonderful. Um, I can't think of anything my mother made that wasn't wonderful. She was an amazing human being and just an incredible cook, and um, not at all selfish. With recipes or anything, I mean, you got You have some people say, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's a secret recipe," and then they die. <laughs> they they die and take the recipe right. with them. Nobody
0: nobody knows yes. what it is.
1: Yes, cooking in the kitchen, everybody being together, particularly the women, mm-hmm. in the kitchen, cooking together and having conversation while we cook, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that is was that's something that I've carried on because uh, I have two sons that love to cook uh not joel um but uh david my oldest who's a very good cook and then adam my youngest who managed a restaurant for a while and is a really good cook and his wife's a really good cook but all of us in the kitchen and now the granddaughters and uh that's it's just a lot of fun and now i have a little one of my grandsons said can i help you grandma yeah you know so I've absolutely come right. in and we'll see what we can do now it is not always um it's not always convenient having the children when they're little in there but my first three grandchildren were girls after having three boys it was just lots yeah. of fun having these girls
0: <laughs> and I
1: started as soon as they could stand on a chair beside yeah. me teaching them to do the pie dough
0: oh that's wonderful
1: and I have a story about
0: oh that's wonderful. two of them if you don't mind me no okay. you go right ahead well
1: um It was my oldest was Aurora, and then her the sister just after her Ariana, and we were in the kitchen making pie dough, and I would I show them using the shortening, the lard and the flour, Mm -hmm. and using the dough blender and everything, and for some reason Aurora the oldest left the room. I don't know why. Went to get a drink or go to the I don't know. Anyway, she comes back and her little sister Ariana was standing on the chair, and she goes. Get out of this kitchen, Awoa.
0: Oh, boy, she was. <laughs> and I said,
1: I said, Ariana, Aurora does not have to get out of the kitchen. And you'd, I wish you could, nobody can see this, but Ariana had clenched her mouth. I mean, she was only two. Clenched her mouth. She goes, she does too. Through oh, her clenched teeth. She was <laughs> kidding. <And went> <laughs> she wanted me yes. and the cooking all to, to herself. herself.
0: Aww. And of course, I
1: I had to, you know, deal with that. No, Aurora's <laughs> in here with us. And, you know, you're all, you're both going to help me yeah. make the pie. But anyway, that, that's, that's been something I'm going to pass on w- cooking. And I think it was last year for Christmas, I gave all the girls copies of some of my favorite recipes. That's a wonderful gift. My, my pie crust recipe and a cake that my family loves called wacky cake. Uh, if you're vegan, by the way out there, uh, it's a great recipe. (laughs) And, uh, it's just, you know, those that I want to pass that down. And my mother did that. Also, I had a professor in college. Her name was, uh, is Debbie Salter Goodwin. And, uh, when she knew I was engaged and going to get married, and, and I got married, I'd finished my student teaching and didn't have to go back on campus. So when I came back for graduation in May, she met me and she said, "I have a wedding gift for you," and it was a recipe notebook with her favorite recipes in that.
0: That is a wonderful and,
1: gift, and uh, she, uh, I, I'm going to have to message her on Facebook and say you need to follow this podcast because I talk about you yeah. <laughs> uh, there's hors d'oeuvres in there i make uh, oh, wow. there's a there's a uh, a cake I make uh, she just gave me some wonderful recipes so she it was another cooking mentor and she was a speech and drama teacher, but she was
0: just super super cook but I, that's I think that's yeah. an awesome gift yeah it
1: wasn't it is an awesome and, gift and I want
0: to do that yes yeah. you know to me there's something about just handwritten Yes. You know? Oh, and they are. It's just, it's beautiful. It's just, I get that typing it out. But, yeah. you know, it's like my dad, I have his, I have a notebook where he wrote down, you know, his, his recipes. And now that he, you know, it, he's passed away and that is like, it's the recipes I grew up with. And I just think for a wedding gift, yes. what better way? Exactly. I mean, and I get that we have Pinterest and there's Facebook, there's all this, I mean, you can Google any recipe you want, but there's just something about a Recipe that maybe has yes. been around for a mm-hmm. long time, yes, you know, the handwritten, you know, and it's just, um, I don't know that there's just something about that mm-hmm. that's just like, hmm, maybe this is that one you can't find on Google, right. you yeah. know, it, that, that may just be it. So, are there any recipes that you would like to share with our well, listeners? Well, I did
1: bring my pie crust recipe. <gasps>
0: oh, yay, okay, look, I'm gonna get my pen, I'm gonna look here, and, It's clicking.
1: Uh, I actually, I've got it on my phone. I can probably. Oh, okay, it. yeah, that'll be good. And I also brought the recipe for wacky cake,
0: which Ooh. is my
1: kids. My kids love wacky cake. Ooh. I they do, and it's it's also known as depression cake. Back when they didn't have eggs or milk, this is how they made that's how they did the cake, and it's really yummy. Ooh. So, and I have a friend who's vegan, and I wanted to thank him for substituting for Bill in teaching Sunday school and knew he was vegan and no dairy products. And so I made him this cake and he kind of liked it. He did. Well, so you want to hear this? Yes, I do. Well, it's called Never Fail Pie Crust and it really doesn't if you do Mm -hmm. it right. Okay, so it's two to two and a half cups flour. And I would say start out with two cups because then you'll have flour on your Surface where you roll it up, so that so it's, it's going to get some of that it's extra get when some it's of there. that yes, okay. and then a cup of lard or shortening, whatever you use, a butter cup of okay, butter, cup of butter, um, uh, one teaspoon of vinegar, really, uh huh, a okay. teaspoon of salt, and one egg beaten, and then five tablespoons of ice water. Everything's got to be cold. Everything's got to be cold. I even put my flour in the refrigerator a little, about a half hour before I start to make it. Yeah. So you mix the flour and the lard, then you mix the the wet ingredients and the salt and all that together, the water, the egg, the salt, the vinegar, and then you pour that over the flour mixture and you mix that up. I mix it with a fork. Really? Yeah. I think that it does good mixing it together. That recipe will make two two crust pies. Oh, okay. It really doesn't fail. You just don't want to handle it much. I yeah. mean, obviously, you're going to have to handle it some, some but, but you don't want to squeeze it. You don't want to mix yeah. it with your hands. Don't mix that flour and, and lard together with your hands because you don't want to break that fat down.
0: So if you start noticing, I guess, what melting or yeah. you, you notice it starts, can you just stick it in the fridge for a little bit? That's what then I would And start trying to do try doing it again. Yes. Okay. And I
1: put it in the fridge in between the ones I roll out. Okay. When I'm rolling like the bottom crust out, I okay. stick the container in the refrigerator just to keep it cold. To keep it
0: nice and cold. But
1: it happens pretty fast if you use that ice water. It comes together, and and if you notice it's still it's a little dry, maybe another drop or two of water. But usually the five tablespoons of it, ice water will do it. Do it. Yeah.
0: Now what does the vinegar do? I'm just curious. About it's that.
1: something about the acid um, and with the egg. I don't. I'm. I don't know. That's but it another, really huh. makes a delicious. Okay. It's a delicious pie crust. Really? It really is a delicious pie crust. Huh. And flaky. Oh, okay. And it's it's that not breaking that fat down that ma- gives, it nice it gives you the flakes.
0: Because there's some pies you can you go and cut, and, and I mean, hard. the crust is like a rock, or yes. it's just, and you're like, well, I guess yeah. I'm just going to eat pudding out of yeah, this crust. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because it's so hard. Just yes, hard. yes. But the flaky, that sounds fabulous. Yeah,
1: it is very good. Okay,
0: I might actually have to, I may actually have to do that. Okay. Go get
1: adventurous
0: and I make can, a pie. I can
1: text that to you. Okay. And then the wacky cake is uh, three cups of flour, two cups of sugar, six tablespoons of cocoa, one teaspoon salt, two teaspoons soda. Mix that all together. Then two tablespoons of vinegar,
0: Vinegar Vinegar. again, okay. Well, the
1: vinegar reacts to the soda. Okay. And that's your raising. That's what causes because you don't have eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then two cups cold water. Okay. Nine tablespoons of oil, which I figured out later is 3 course of a cup okay. yeah I, you know. <laughs> but this is the way the recipe was right, given to me so yeah. yeah and two teaspoons of vanilla and I one time changed it up and used peppermint extract instead of the how vanilla that go? it was good was it good yeah, <gasps> yeah. peppermint mocha cake yeah, yeah, yeah and so you just you'd put that all together you beat it well and you pour it into a greased it says flat greased and floured 13 by 9 pan I don't usually flour a pan but that's just me uh, bake it 350 for about 35 minutes. You don't want to over bake it or it'll be, uh, the cake will become dry, but it's got so much oil in it that I'm not kidding. It is a moist cake is and you don't really? need icing. It doesn't really? call for icing. If you want to put a little Cool Whip or cr- a whipped cream on it, yeah. that's, you know,
0: maybe a little powdered sugar. Maybe, you, uh, you I don't. It.
1: Oh, you really? could. So it's just, yeah, it's because just good. It's so, good, so but... moist on top. That powdered sugar just kind of melts. Me- oh. So it doesn't really, it's not pretty, you know, like in my family, we eat it without icing. But if you wanted to go get some sour cream chocolate icing and put on it, probably great. But
0: man, I'm telling you, that's a, but that is a good, I mean, for, for anyone who is vegan, vegan, that's something, Mm -hmm. you know, and then of course, you know, here lately there was, you know, eggs were more expensive. Absolutely. And so it was like, what's an egg substitute? And here's something that you don't have to have eggs Mm -hmm. for and you can just make it and whip that. That okay, now that one sounds good to you.
1: And if you have a friend who's allergic to eggs, I have, a really, I have a really good friend that yeah. I taught with at West who's allergic to eggs. And for her birthday, a friend didn't even know I made yeah. this cake. She made it, called it the Depression Cake. It was it was it wacky a, it cake, Zach's yeah, same same cake, thing. because she, she was allergic. Yeah, she's allergic to cake. So that's to eggs.
0: yeah, so that's kind of a yeah. good go-to. Yes. that anyone with allergies or vegan can mm-hmm. can enjoy. Everybody can just yes. enjoy all at the mm-hmm. same time. Right. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, uh, I love. Yes, I would like both of those. I can text it to, to you. That would be great. Yes. So after you've cooked everything and rocked it out in the kitchen, when you just want to hit the easy button and be like, Bill, come on, we're gonna go out to eat. Where are the places that you like to go?
1: Oh where are some
0: of your <laughs> favorite places And I
1: love to go out to eat. I'm 80 80 I'm a good cook, you. but I really love to, to go out to eat. Um, well, I love the mule. I loved it. I just love it. I um, In November, when they have their trip to Fantastic, it, it, it is a must. If you've not tried the mule uh-uh. here in Oklahoma City, and there's one in Edmond, um, the trip to Fantastic is, and they only have it in November. It is an amazing... Okay, so
0: what is it? Because I haven't heard of... It's called the trip to, trip to Fantastic. Fantastic. Well,
1: it's turkey. <laughs> And it's a layer, uh, not a big layer, but a thin layer of stuffing, and then a thin layer of cranberry sauce, and then cheese on top of that, and then it's grilled. Shut and the it, front, door. yeah, got it. Oh man, <laughs> it's amazing. I also like the press, owned by the same people as, as the mule. The press is a uh-huh. wonderful restaurant. Love Mio's Italian. I do too. That is oh, amazing. And I like a green chili kitchen in Yukon. I love their queso. Uh, and it's New Mexico style. Yes. And my son, who lived in New Mexico for a while, says it's almost. Really? It, it so almost he's- is, yeah. Uh, because he's this, this thing about you don't really eat green chilies until you've eaten them in New Mexico, and he's become a green chili snob. And uh, <laughs> but even he said, "Okay, it'll it'll, it, suffice. it'll suffice." But I, I love their food. Yeah. They have a great chicken fajita salad that is just to die for. Yeah, I like their I I love to go there. I'm really wanting to try Taco Nation. Yes, we really need to bad. go to Taco Nation. Really bad, and so those are you know those are kind of our go-to's. We like Swadley's. I mean, if, I, if I'm wanting barbecue, That's I like Swadley's. We ate at Bad Brad's for the first time uh-huh. in Yukon. Very good okay. barbecue. Um, I prefer Swadley's, but Bad Brad's is really good. I like Swadley's fried okra, so there you go. <laughs> See, I should have been born in the South. I was born in the North, uh, in Land of Lincoln, yeah. but uh, I love my grits and I love my fried okra. And so if I'm wanting grits, I like to go for breakfast to the Stray Dog in Bethany because yes, their very grits. good little breakfast yes, place. Yes, their, their grits are amazing. Place. And Cheevers on their brunch menu has amazing shrimp and grits.
0: See, I haven't been to Cheevers. It's, it's been a long time <gasps> since I've been to Cheevers. We
1: went there for our anniversary last year. Oh. It was on a Sunday, so we, went, we got there in time for Sunday brunch. And I ordered the shrimp and grits, and I want to tell you, that was an experience. Was it, was it oh, a good experience? It was a wonderful experience. Okay.
0: They so, have good bread,
1: too. And as a bread baker, I bread is a weakness. and so, I love bread. Yeah, I love bread, and I love to bake bread, and I want to eat it when I bake it.
0: See, that's another thing I'm going to need you to teach me too. You and Heather, you and Heather, I need to learn how to make bread because let me tell you, after eating Heather's like homemade bread and then trying to go back to regular bread, it really was a disappointment. Oh, sure. I mean, seriously, it was like I just became a snob overnight because it's like, uh, this is just regular Brahms bread. Yeah, I used to
1: bake all the bread we ate. Oh, and then I had wonderful. a third child and that took care of that.
0: <laughs> You're like, yep, well, we're done. No okay. more ba- no yeah, no more bacon bread. We're no going to buy bread.
1: bread for the everyday stuff.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your suggestions. Um, I haven't been to the press, so that's that's a place I need to to get out there and try. And so thanks for sharing all those with me. So are there any tips that you can give to cooks that are just maybe just learning or any wisdom to impart on, you know, those that may be in the kitchen every day, because I think we could all learn something from mm-hmm. somebody, you know, uh, and I mean, I, I think that's one of the things about having conversations in yes. the kitchen is you learn, right. you know, like granny did it this way, like today learning my mom and great grandmother used Crisco for their fried chicken. Uh-huh. You use canola oil, right. you, know, um, but- you know, using butter, using lard instead mm-hmm. of butter, and, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's one of the great things is when we have those conversations Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and around the, you, you pick up little pieces here and there, you pick them up and then you can Mm -hmm. take them and morph them. Right. So what are some things, you know, especially for, you know, cooks that may, you know, I don't know if the, if a lot of people still have home economics. I didn't take home economics, but, but I know it's, it's still taught in high still school. Ta- Contrary
1: to what they say about public schools, it, it's just it's, not called home. It's ec. not called home economics. It's anymore. called family and consumer sciences. So those are you so out there who have, think public school <laughs> has totally gone to the dogs.
0: Trust me, they still they, teach. They still home teach. teach. Well, and that's a big deal because yes. I mean, you know, it's just you know getting out on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's expensive to eat out. Yes, it is. And it's expensive and not you know if you're going and just eating processed. Food mm-hmm. all the time, so having the basic cooking skills yeah. down. So, if there are some people out there that maybe are just learning, you know, just learning, what is some what is some tips that you would give them? Don't be afraid to use canned spaghetti sauce.
1: <laughs> no,
0: really, no, I, and, and I because that. I, I cannot that.
1: make that no as good no. that cheaply. My lasagna so- sauce starts with the cheapest, chunky canned spaghetti sauce I can get and then I add to that yeah. and I add Italian tomatoes right. and I, I mean, and then I cook it all day and I have hamburger and sausage in it. You know, it's not, it's yeah. a heart so attack on a plate. so you take it. Yes. And, and, and you, and you You can, just improve right. on it. That's right. all you do. And, and honestly, I think we can get snobbish about things. I mean, like I have a, a like my, my nephew's a professional chef. He's just a gas that I use a George Foreman grill uh, that was a gift to us. Twenty five years ago was a gift, and I love it. I yeah. mean, uh, no fire, Aunt Tammy, fire. Well, that's fine <laughs> if you want to start a fire, but I'm telling you, if it's if it's six degrees outside, I don't want to stand over a grill.
0: Right? I believe you. I'm not there
1: either. So um, he's just a gas at that. Yeah. But I, you know, it's okay. Right. It's okay to use time saving tips. It is. The time will come mm-hmm. as you grow in love for cooking. That you're going to want to use fresher ingredients. You're going to want to use local ingredients. All of those things are going to happen. But the thing is, let's face it, budgets get tight. Right. And to go right. and get fresh ingredients sometimes yeah. can be very, very expensive. It, so it,
0: Yes, it can be. And
1: I heard, I cannot think of his name, a professional chef on TV say, canned tomatoes, and he's, he's an Italian cook. He's not Italian, but his specialty is Italian food. He said, canned beans are great. Cannelloni, beans, yes. and canned tomatoes are good. Those are good. There's yeah. no reason not right. to use them just because they're in a can. And that like lifted that burden off my shoulders. And I think that's a, just start. Right. Just get in the kitchen right. and start. Right. Find something you do well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like I said. My first pie crust
0: was, but you kept going. I kept going. Don't give right. up. Don't right. give up.
1: And that uh, that's what. I, and I would say also get good knives. I did not have good knives forever. My mother one year for Christmas gave me a Chicago butcher knife which is all I used to cut my chicken. And this year I bought some really good knives and it has it has been a game changer for chopping really? vegetables. Good knives. I think it makes all the difference in the world. Now I didn't know a chef knife from a utility knife. You, I cannot tell you which is which. My yeah. brother Steve looks at me like, "Are oh, you are an idiot? You, don't, you know, you don't know a sh- that's a chef knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Well, so I'm stupid, but it's a good. It's a good, a good knife. knife? It's cut my yeah, veggies. Well, it's cut <laughs> my veggies. You know, good knives. Um, they can be expensive, so therefore you ask for them for Christmas, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, good knives are are a must. They're a tool and when you're baking remember this baking is chemistry that's what it is it is chemistry okay. and so therefore you should measure certain things properly
0: cuz i've yeah. i've seen in certain recipes where they're like you actually want to put put it on a scale you don't want to just hold it up and go yeah. yeah that's a that's a half you know yeah. you actually want to weigh it you want to, to
1: weigh it yeah. weigh it out and i don't have that but my my son Adam. We went down to visit uh him and his family in, in Jacksonville, Florida last year and he goes, Mom, I want to bake bread. Yeah. Uh, he's a good cook. So they've been watching the great British baking show, which, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> they like Paul Hollywood, who is a bread maker. So therefore, you know, I would love to bake some bread for Paul Hollywood and have him reach across the table and shake my hand. <laughs> um, but they got, they went and got a scale and they, they, and they go with grams and I'm just going, Oh my goodness, you're an American. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so I had to convert everything on the recipes I took for my bread, like my uh-huh. dinner rolls, which, um, I need some of those. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I will to bake some. <laughs> and, um, he, he they had it all down to grams and milligrams and all this so we had to figure out oh how goodness. much how much of that yeast you would use in grams and how i would On the recipe where it says two packages of dry yeast, okay, how many grams? How many grams grams is is that? that? Because they went and got, I mean, they decided they were going to do things right. So they went and got the yeast in the big jar. And, you know, I've never done that. So, um, but I think when you're baking, remember it's chemistry.
0: And and and, measure it. Yeah, measure it. Yeah. And, you know, I I do. I agree. I mean, because even though I have my dad's spaghetti sauce recipe that I grew up with him Mm -hmm. making and I have made myself, to be honest with you, Mm i I will use jarred spaghetti sauce in a heartbeat. And I've used it for my lasagna because here's Mm -hmm. the thing. It is a process. Yes. He used... Canned tomatoes. Yes. It was a process. Yes. You know, it's a process. And I mean, it it's kind of one where I can get a little cranky. I mean, it's a four. Yeah. I mean, it's like it takes, you know, uh-huh. it's not just an hour and you're mm-hmm. done. I mean, I'm pushing cloves into an onion that I put into the sauce. And, and I actually found out the the part, the village my dad's family uh-huh. came from. It's in the Le Marché region of um, Italy. And I was looking and I saw a recipe uh-huh. for, you know, and I saw where they were talking about putting cloves. I'm like, That is how my dad. That's yeah. So you take an onion, you know, you take the outer part, Uh and then you take whole cloves, and you stick whole cloves in the onion. Oh wow! Then you put it in your sauce, and so as it cooks, the whole flavors. And then once the sauce is done, he took out the onion. And, and, the, you're with, yeah. Yeah, and you're done with Yeah. And you're done with So, I mean, do I use jarred spaghetti you sauce? Bet. I you hey. betcha I do. And the no boiled noodles, I oh, sure yes. do. Yes. I mean, so I think I like how you said don't give up.
1: No, you don't give And find out what yes, you do good. Yeah,
0: that's right. You know? Because you might find something
1: that you absolutely right? love to cook that I just want I'm not wasting my time on right. that, you know. Right. That you know there and also what I've learned is, you know, with, with the weight watcher journey I've been on for many years and been very successful, but also found out I need anything I jolly well want as long as I yes. portion control. Yes. I um I have learned to lighten some things up, yes, and and yes. and and still make it good. Yes. But there's some things you just can't stint on. I yeah. like this year. I decided to make my pumpkin pie with monk fruit, and uh, thank goodness How I was. How did that go? Oh, it tasted like kerosene. It was awful. <laughs> um, If, if, if I, if, as I thought I would imagine, and I was thankful that I was the first person (laughs) to taste the pumpkin pie because I go, well, the pumpkin pie is officially awful. Right. And my little grandson who loves my pumpkin pie was just, just devastated. I said, I promise you, (laughs) you you. I will make you a good pumpkin pie. And of course I've got a couple of boys like Joel and David won't touch. They they
0: won't eat. Yeah. David
1: won't eat pumpkin pie. He wants my apple pie, but Joel won't eat pie at all. But David said, so you took something awful and made it worse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it's true, you know, with Weight just because Brian and yeah. I are back on it, yeah. and you do, you learn how yes, to you lighten... Do. Swerve
1: looks. Swerve is much better. Okay, I haven't
0: I haven't gone there. (laughs) I haven't gone to like the monk fruit, the swerve, and stuff like that. Don't do monk fruit and pumpkin pie. It's great in apple pie. Terrible in pumpkin pie. But you know one thing that we found is taking Greek yogurt, fat free Greek yogurt, and swapping it out absolutely for sour cream. Yes, in a in a casserole, I kid you not. It's wonderful. I can't even tell the difference.
1: That's exactly right.
0: I can't even tell the difference. And what's
1: more, you can swap it out for oil. Like I made those uh, that recipe you sent me for the scones. I swapped that out and I added some applesauce just because I like a moist scone. I don't want a biscuity. I like a moist scone. It was wonderful. You would never have known you didn't have butter in those scones. Right, And I've
0: been swapping out like when I make uh, the muffins, I swap out the Greek yogurt. Okay, I can either, you know, spend all my points Mm -hmm. on a muffin, you know, or I can just do a little a little switch swap. in here yes, and there, absolutely, and, and swap it yeah. out. So awesome! Now, what about any wisdom to impart in those of us who have been in the kitchen more than once or twice?
1: Stay there. I mean, really, <laughs> I love that. don't I don't, love that. don't stop I love cooking. That. I, I, I think that. this is something. It, when it was just the two of us, I got to where I really hated cooking for a while. It was just I was very sad being so far away from my kids it, in Kansas. It was the first church one. Wonderful people. Wonderful church. Nothing against the church. Great town. They were lovely to us. But I'd never... We'd never been without our kids before. I really wanted to go out all the time and really hated cooking for a while. I've rediscovered Uh love for cooking. A church potluck would be the time when I felt like I could really cook, like I like to cook. So I I think you go through seasons in your life where you don't want to cook and that's okay. But don't stay in that season. Uh, cooking is it should be a family event I I just these wonderful memories I have of my mother and her sisters cooking and me sitting at the table listening to them talk those are wonderful memories Uh, they're all gone but those memories aren't right and I think impart that to your your family and your boys teach your boys to cook
0: yes come on yes
1: this is ridiculous my husband's a good cook and and I, I teach your boys to cook and, and then get them in there and let them do it. Right. And let them be, screw up. If they're going to yeah. screw up, that's let them okay. It. Like, screw up big.
0: Because what a wonderful yeah. gift. of. Yeah. I mean, because I know it's a gift for me because Brian yeah. cooks. Um, Oh, my goodness. I used your actual, like, for real name and didn't come <laughs> up with something like you know, apple dumpling roll, this right? time. <laughs> I mean, this his heart, I come up with something every time. But, you know, I may make something good and, like, I, I don't make bread. Bringing potluck back because you know what—that's yes. the great thing about potluck. You make something that you do good, somebody else. Yes, and then it's just a plethora of goodness. Exactly. So, y'all, we need to bring potluck back. Yes, we, we, need we just need to. We need potluck. Potlucks. Go so, for it. Well, awesome. Well, Tammy, thank you so very much for being on here today. Oh, thank it's you for having me. This was so pleasure. much fun. I love it. I just love. All of the, you know, all of the conversation. I just love it. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Oh, thank for you being. for having me. Oh, thank I just you, had you. a wonderful time. Love it. All right, folks. So now we're going to play together at the table and spin those wheels. Spinning my lobster. All right. So we're doing, oh, we're doing the situation wheel today. So Tammy, ooh, this is a good one. You have $15. What are you going to make? Or where would you go to eat on just $15? $15?
1: What would I make with $15? You know what? I'd probably make homemade pizza.
0: All right. Because I have
1: most of, I would have veggies and Uh um, flour and yeast to make the dough at home. And then I would go and get whatever meat I'm going to buy and uh, sauce and cheese. So that's going to take the 15. If I get the sauce, the meat, and the cheese, 15. 15. Now, if I'm going to just spend 15, Uh I'd probably go to Stray Dog. Okay, and I'd probably get their BLT, which is amazing, (laughs) and and um,
0: onion rings. Okay, they're fabulous. Let's see, fifteen dollars. What would I make for fifteen dollars? I'd probably make a casserole because I already have mm. my canned, yes, canned chicken uh-huh. in the, you know, mm-hmm. in there. So I would probably only have to go get, and like right now, I'd probably make, if it were right now, I would make the chicken fajita casserole. Oh, yeah. Made
1: that for dinner this See, week. See, yeah. because
0: I already have my canned chicken. Uh-huh. I already have the cream cheese because I've been trying to make it for the last mm-hmm. few weeks and I hadn't got, I hadn't done it yet. Uh-huh. So, you know, I would probably make that because then I would, all I would have to buy is, you know, some other vegetables. So, mm-hmm. ooh, I would have money left over. Yeah, you would. Ooh, I'd just pocket that. Yes. Now, if we're going out to eat, now here's the funny thing. I We'd probably go to Mio's and get the lasagna. Oh, because it's good stuff. It, right. Because I think it's only like $14.99. Now, $13 or $14.99. Now. So, you know, the money I pocketed from saving on the ingredients yeah. I had to buy, I would just combine that with the $15 yeah. to go after. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Hey, right. okay. that was a good one. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for playing. Thanks for letting me Yay. play. I've been yeah. looking forward to that. <laughs> Y'all, if it's been a while since you've gathered around a table with friends or family, make time to do it soon. It doesn't have to be elaborate or fancy. It can be as simple as sweet tea sitting on the porch. Thanks Thanks for for listening and join join us next next time as we gather gather at the the table. table.